0: Yo, Nothing important Matt Ray is another motherfucking day Hump day in particular What's the vibes? Sage Red wine This is a little hangover Not in the sense of dehydration Your body needs more liquids Maybe drink some fucking chicken soup You take a wet shit I'm not talking about that type of hangover I'm talking about the hangover from Love Day It is the day after Valentine's Day Holla To everybody who is in a committed relationship, to anybody who loves their side bitch more than their main bitch, to anybody who just has emotions, Valentine's Day is an important day. It is a day that should be about love and nothing but love. People make it about different things. People make it about um, pain. They make it about jealousy. They make it about envy. They make it uh, complicated. And it's none of those things, ladies and gentlemen. Valentine's Day is a day... To show appreciation, to express yourself toward those people who you love. And I know love is a confusing thing. Love is a very, very confusing thing. We are all complex creatures. I'm not talking about whoever the fuck sent those spy spy balloons. I'm not talking about aliens or whoever's operating the UFOs that are allegedly unmanned. I'm not talking about any of those individuals. I'm talking about the human race. Did I just negate Chinese people from the human race? Maybe, accidentally. Not the point of what I'm trying to say. Human beings are all individually complex Love is a universal thing It's something we all experience It's something we all feel Hopefully you're not a fucking sociopath or psychopath Hopefully you felt love in your lifetime Hopefully you've longed for love Even if you're heartbroken Even if you're bitter If you're butt hurt, At least you experienced it And that's a beautiful fucking thing Let's define what love is firstly Before we get into talking about why it's important On February 14th To honor your loved ones What is love? Love is not comfort Love is not happiness Love is not joy Love is not freedom Love isn't Pleasure All of these things can be experienced Within love But it is none of those things Love is love It is bigger than gratification. It is bigger than pleasure. It is bigger than what you're gaining. Love is sacrifice. Love is loyalty. It's commitment. It's pain. And it's a beautiful fucking thing, ladies and gentlemen. Now that you understand what love is, and you can understand that it isn't just the, the highs, but love also encapsulates the lows. It's important. And I hope that everybody on their Valentine's Day found somebody that they love. You can be butthurt and bitter because maybe a relationship didn't work out. You can be butthurt and bitter that maybe the person that you want don't want you. There's a lot of reasons to be negative. But there are people that love you and there are people that you love. And that's what Valentine's Day is about. So I hope for anybody who is listening to the Nothing Important podcast, firstly, thank you for listening. Continue listening. But I hope that on your Valentine's Day that you found it in yourself to be vulnerable enough to choose love. That's an interesting thing to talk about as well. I think sometimes in our lives, because this life... And you blame it on who you want. I'm not going to get into the fucking inner machinations of why. Let's just talk about what is. The reality of what is is there are rules in place. And there are favorable dispositions And personality traits Being strong Being somebody who's callous, thick-skinned Somebody who's numb And these qualities can help you To get past some of the, the trials and tribulations in life And to reach things like success To overcome obstacles, to be persistent, to be consistent But it's equally important In your development as a human being As you get older Uh, Just as important as it is to Be a strong individual And overcome It is equally important to learn When it's important to be open Valentine's Day is one of those motherfucking days man. It's an important day to Choose vulnerability Even if it's not favorable on paper Even if it's not something that Translates In accord with Everything else that you're doing in your life You understand what I'm saying? Sometimes you need to be Vulnerable and take that risk of vulnerability and exposing yourself to being hurt because otherwise you're leaving life on the table. You are gambling, not experiencing the things that are actually important in this life not money, not your career, not success, not upward mobility, not survival, not hoarding resources and. Creating a safe zone around you, preserving your life. Those things are important in a practical sense, but if we're talking about the things that are the reasons we are alive, love is a big reason. And to experience that, and to you know spread that, you got to be vulnerable. So hopefully, everybody yesterday um, found it in themselves to put aside whatever emotions predispositions personality traits defense mechanisms and was able to express love and if you didn't do it yesterday i hope today the day after valentine's you could do it maybe it'll take you a little bit more time i don't know who hurt you i don't know if you are hurt doesn't matter we all have people that we love we all have people that love us life is short it's important to express that all that motherfucking being said I'm burning sage, and I'm drinking some motherfucking red wine. I'm not even drinking red wine. I just finished my workout. I'm drinking sangria with ice, and I put blackberries in the sangria with ice. And because this particular sangria is a little bit lighter flavored, it doesn't make me feel like I'm drinking on a Wednesday. But I am, in fact, drinking on a Wednesday. I'm not going to blind myself with bias or confuse my mind. I am drinking alcohol on a Wednesday. And it is delicious, ladies and gentlemen. I'm also burning sage right now. I feel pretty relaxed Hopefully you're relaxed What could we talk about? What could we fucking possibly talk about on a Wednesday? Should I check in with your emotions? Should I make sure psychologically that you're healthy? Should I give you advice like everybody's giving you fucking advice? I think not Should I talk about myself? I'm not that important Should we talk about the fucking news? Maybe I'll do that a little bit later So much shit that's going on, man I like to kind of inspect reactions more so than the stories that are circulating because if you're an American and you were born in the 90s, in the 80s, in the 70s, and you're, you know, anybody who's born in any of those decades, you're still a young person. Maybe you're even younger than that listening to this. Uh, I don't know why a younger person would be listening to this, but if you are, God bless you. Censor me in your mind. But if you were born in those years, you're still young on this earth and... It's a very strange existence to be alive in an era where information is so readily accessible to every individual. And that's a particularly strange occurrence. I'm not talking about being accessible to information, having information ready, because there were people in every point of history that had accessibility to information. It's just in the majority of time that human beings have been on this earth we haven't had technologies that can expedite and travel that information to everybody so the playing field is somewhat more even it is definitely more even than it's ever been as it you know as it pertains to access to information and so it's a strange time that everybody's getting all this this info you know we're all we're all hearing about this shit and I really, instead of looking at information, because we all get stories every fucking week. And if you're not numb to this, your fucking jaw drops off your face. And eventually you will become numb. If you if you pay attention to the news cycle, eventually you will become numb because they try to shock you or fear monger you, scare the shit out of you, or amaze you with incredible entertainment. Every motherfucking Monday, there's a new news cycle that comes about. And right now we're going through a news cycle, um, you know, where they're talking about... Foreign countries that are spying on us and have been doing so for some years—it's just not been public information. I saw something with the the Senator John Kennedy, great fucking name, right? Uh, but he's nothing like JFK. This guy is—you uh, know—he's a Southern white man that, um, you know, he—he's he, a cat out of the bag, motherfucker, man. This guy, I respect him for that reason. He—he he, he was our first. He first came onto the scene because he said some. Some questionable things. He was talking about the retardation. Which I agree with him to this point. The retardation of tying. Police officers hands. Behind their back. The way that the media. And how society. Has been so confused. That we blame the extended hand of the law. Which is police officers. People get hired to do a job. And we don't ever attack. With the same vitriol. The. Systems that place rules That allow brutality And that um, do not reprimand racist policing So society's kind of been slided toward Just a generalized hate toward police And from that is birthed this these laws And kind of new ways Where we're tying police officers' hands behind their back And this senator came out And he's out of motherfucking touch He's an old white man He's an old white man I agree with what he's he's trying to say, but he just didn't fucking say it right. So um, this senator, John Kennedy, comes out and he says, you know, if you don't like police, next time you get robbed, call a crackhead. Fucking hilarious. I made an Instagram reel. Everybody made an Instagram reel. It was fucking hilarious. But I get what he was trying to say. Um, this guy is a straight shooter. He is out of touch. He's old. He's white. Some of the things are going to come across as insensitive. What he was trying to say in that situation was... We need police officers. And an overcorrection is not going to help. We just need to be logical here. And I heard him loud and clear, even though that was a fucking retarded way to say it. Um, He comes back out, and I guess senators and politicians in general are getting briefed on what's going on in America right now. um, Talking about these UFOs, unidentified flying objects that have been in our aerospace and are now being caught on camera and... Now being publicly talked to, on national publicly talked about on national broadcast that our military is targeting and shooting down these unidentified flying objects, John Kennedy comes out and he says um, he goes to this briefing and he basically you know just breaks down perception versus reality. He says the perception is that just a couple weeks ago and before that. Our skies were completely clear and we had no threats. We didn't have Chinese spy balloons. We didn't have UFOs. He said that is not the truth. That it has been known by our military, by the U.S. military, that we have unidentified flying objects in the sky. And we've had um, foreign spy agent technology in the sky for a long fucking time. It's been monitored for over 20 years. It's just now that we are choosing to shoot these things down, right? Um, So I thought that was very insightful. Once again, I could talk ad nauseum on the stories, but these things come out every fucking week. Next week, it's going to be something else to fucking shock you. What shocks me is that nobody gives a fuck. What has happened in society? (laughs) What the fuck has happened in society? Now, I'm going to give like a philosophical... Reconciliation of this. I think it probably is out of the realm of my knowledge or scope. I don't have a real bird's eye view. I'm not in the in-crowd. I'm not in the military. I'm not in the, you know, in the group that knows everything that you gotta fucking. You know what I'm saying? I don't really know what's going on. I know what I'm told. And I know that has to be bullshit and it has to be cut. You know, if we talk about cocaine, it ain't pure, ladies and gentlemen. This motherfucker stepped on the information that I'm getting and the information that you're getting. But I think from a philosophical perspective, I can agree with the fact that the public is not collectively mature enough to ingest the reality of the threats to this nation, the threats to our democracy, the threats to our public safety. On a consistent basis, I can understand and digest that... Maybe people aren't ready for the true, uncut sugar booger. That's a possibility. And with that understanding, I think there are tactics that I may disagree with. And I may view as harsh because I'm on the receiving end of some of these things. And what I'm talking about are tactics of persuasion and distraction and delusion. In the form of entertainment. In the form of... Um, Heightening emotions toward trivial topics. The fact that nobody's caring about unidentified flying objects in the air. But if it comes out that something happened to Kim Kardashian, everybody, regardless of industry, class or status, regardless of intellect or academically. um, You know what I'm saying? You can have fucking degrees up the goddamn wazoo. doesn't matter where you are. Where you tear in society, people all collectively become triggered off of events that happen with our celebrities, but nobody cares about things that you would think a logical adult would be very, very fucking shocked about. And I think about society at large, I'm like, is this a function that is working and that is purposeful by the powers that be, God knows who the fuck they are, of distracting people because they're not ready for the goddamn truth. Is that what's going on? Or is this more fucking propaganda? Is this more psyops? I don't fuck. I don't fucking know, ladies and gentlemen. I'm drinking red wine and burning sage in my fucking room on a Wednesday. I'm just a guy, aren't I? I don't fucking know. I tell you what. I think if I did know. I think if I did know, I would understand. Um, why it, it may be necessary to distract people so much. You know, I don't think <laughs> everybody is built for psychological payloads. I think about it in the same way. Like, I, I I, feel that nature works in a universal accord. There are people who are born and they will be considered little people on the spectrum of averages as it pertains to height. Some people might come out and only grow to four foot eleven. Some people grow to six foot eleven. Right. And in the in-between of that, there's an averages of what will be considered an average height for men and women, and then there will be the outliers on either side, right? There will be short men, short women, tall men, tall women. In the same way, I think the, 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 the spectrum of psychological strength, endurance, um, ability to ingest painful information, things that may make the average individual comfortable, uh, I feel like that spectrum is just as wide as human hype. And I do believe there are outliers. And so I think people who are privy to information about what's actually going on. like I, What I'm talking about in particular is like, I, I think they were alluding to one of these things I was I was watching. Fucking Trump wasn't even put on. They didn't even tell Donald goddamn Trump when he was the president of America. Everything that was going on in our skies. Because <laughs> they were scared this nigga was just going to fucking let the cat out the bag. They were scared. He was going to let the kitty cat out the motherfucking bag. And I could get it. I, I do think that was a smart decision. Even though I agree with Trump on some some issues. Um, you know what I'm saying? Building factories. Trying to play the global game a little bit wiser. Buddy up with Russia. Buddy up with North Korea. Let them do what they got to do. We won't mind our fucking business while we build our country and stop outsourcing everything that gets, you know, all of our fucking consumer goods to other places. Because that puts us in a bad side of the power dichotomy. I, I I agree with those things. But I also understand from a personality standpoint, he's probably not the guy you want to tell that there's fucking aliens or something. We don't know what the fuck is going on in the sky. You know what I'm saying? Because he will go, go on Twitter and tell people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I understand from that sense, and it, it kind of makes me think like there may be an important, mature understanding that I'm just coming into realization. Maybe everybody doesn't need to know fucking everything. You know what I mean? I get curious what's going on with this shit. I get curious what's going on with this shit, man. Um, it will be a motherfucker, man. You get all these 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 uh these triggers that get thrown around. You know, UFOs. Get a group of people that get fucking outraged about that I think every man woman and child should be Intrigued about that but nobody gives a fuck Nobody gives a fuck Everybody's talking about Rihanna at the halftime show You know what can you do You get another group of people that may be triggered You know from something else Um, World War 3 is a big thing That's being thrown around that's a big term That's being thrown around as of late I think about that and I'm like how Unprepared our nation is for a World War Three, Other countries, namely Russia, namely China, namely North Korea, have been abusing the holy fuck out of their people <laughs> for a very long goddamn time. Those people are hardened. And Americans are like little donuts waiting to get fucking eaten by these hungry foreign countries. Like, imagine we implemented a draft in America. And who would fucking... Sh- the dr- Think about how embarrassing A United States draft would be A United States military draft Would be in 2023 And, and, and the line Just gets fucking held up Because a guy wants his pronouns read correctly You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> Some fucking twink in the, in, the, in the front of the line I'm actually a they You want that guy Fighting for fucking America We're fucked We're fucked if we go to war We are fucked The same way that guy likes to get fucked. It's over. You understand what I'm saying? We're such a privileged nation that people have created these worlds of problems that are not real. They're just perceptions. They're just delusions. They're just delusions. Trans rights. What the fuck are we talking about? What the fuck are we talking about? People starve around the world. (laughs) We're talking about rights? We're talking about fucking rights? It's crazy to me. How ill prepared we would be from a psychological, physiological, mental standpoint to go to war with any of these countries that have been fucking abusing the shit out of their people for so long. So long. How long have Russians been atheists? They don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. They they, they, uh, they parade around this young um, North Korean bitch that apparently escaped. Uh, I forgot her name, something park or whatever the fuck this lady's name is. And she talks about how horrible it was to grow up in North Korea and all this other shit. Like, you know, just hearing those stories, it's like there's nothing comparable. In the worst ghettos of America, there are people in foreign countries in in their poverty, in their abject poverty that would laugh at what the fuck people complain about in rap songs in America. It's not a good look if we went into a draft. That's what the fuck I'm saying. That's what the fuck I'm saying. I get curious, man. I have a deep curiosity as a human being. And it's healthy, man. It is healthy. You know, if you're out there... if you're a curious individual... People would deter you in your entire life. And they would tell you... You mind your business. You fuck around and find out. You know what I mean? You open that door. You can't close that door. You open Pandora's box. You can't unsee what you motherfucker saw. Um, If you're stupid And you're weak I would say Take that fucking advice Um, (laughs) For me You know I don't know What's going on I don't know What's going on Um, And I know What that fucking entails too Like you have to Shut the fuck up You gotta shut the fuck up And I You know I get it now I fucking understand now They didn't tell The president of the United States They didn't tell Spray tan Golfing Monday through Thursday uh, Grabbing by the pussy white trash orangutan, uh, fucking Richie Rich. They didn't tell him what was going on with these UFOs because they know he would go right to fucking Twitter. There's an importance in shutting your goddamn mouth. I think people need to collectively understand that. If there's information that you're not privy to, really have a reality check with yourself. Go into a mirror and look at yourself. And not the angles that you fucking like. Don't put the duck face on. Don't suck in the gut. Go look at yourself in a goddamn mirror And realize how you treat yourself as a human being. And then ask yourself, if I can't control me picking up a donut and shoving that down my goddamn throat, what makes you think I could be responsible with such important and delicate information? (laughs) You know what I mean? I get it. You got to qualify, ladies and gentlemen. It's, It's crazy, man. It's a crazy time we're living in. I also get curious, like, how out of control is this situation that we're being told about this stuff? That makes me a little bit itchy. Because it's like, that makes it a very binary reality. It's either or now. If they're telling us this shit, it's either realer than we fucking understand, or it's bullshit to put us in the fucking vortex. Either way, it's very important to pay attention to, and nobody cares. You know, it's either our government is lying to us about aliens, which is like, how deep does this fucking psyops government control fucking get? Or there's some shit that is scaring the shit out of fucking military heads. People who have been murdering people (laughs) for 20 fucking plus years. Veterans high up. They know the secrets of the goddamn planet. They no shit that would make your hair turn white like when Moses went on the top of goddamn Mount Sinai. And those motherfuckers is going on TV like, uh, guys, we got to talk about this. <laughs> we gotta, I want to make sure you guys understand. I didn't say balloon. I didn't say spaceship. It's not George Jetson. They are unmanned, unidentified flying objects. The size of a car, the shape of an octagon. Can anybody tell me Why every car and every plane In human invention Human modern invention Is designed toward a tear shape The shape of a tear Something called aerodynamics Because we have wind And because we, we move our Our big pieces of metal Whether it be a car Whether it be a fast car Whether it be a plane Whether it be a fucking jet We like to move them against wind, against gravity With propulsion And the best way to do so With human technology Is to make these objects In the shape closest to a a tier Why the fuck are they reporting these UFOs Looking like octagons Does anybody want to tell me (laughs) Why elementary school shapes are floating in the fucking sky Nobody's nervous? All right. Once again, it could be a very deep psyop scare tactic, another vortex distraction that the government is using on people to extract more wealth. Maybe there's gonna be another bit Bitcoin boom and crash. Maybe there's gonna be another fucking scam like two thousand eight, like the dot com bubble. Like every other fucking market crash when very nerdy guys get greedy and they find out how to extract most of the wealth from 90% of the goddamn population, however smart they fucking think they are, doctors, lawyers, professors included. They all get fucked in these crashes. Maybe that's what's going on. They're trying to distract us while they they drum something else up. Or there's fucking UFOs. Either way, both very concerning. Everybody talking about Rihanna at halftime. I I don't know. You know how I relate to As I get older It's the most random <laughs> Random character in entertainment The most random character in entertainment This is one of my favorite fucking movies of all time I'm a guy from New York City Grew up in Harlem New York City Very well known for fashion Paris and New York Fashion Week This is where fashion takes place Everybody copies Paris Everybody copies New York I'm from fucking Harlem Harlem is known for fashion. People don't have money for food, but they have $500 coats. You understand what the fuck is going on? That's where I come from. I've never been a big fan of fashion. All those reasons included. I love this movie. Zoolander. Ben Stiller. Zoolander. Great fucking movie. One of the greatest comedies of all fucking time. Ben Stiller co-starring with with, uh, Owen Wilson. Ben Stiller's daddy was in the movie, the great Jerry Stiller. The movie was fucking phenomenal. And in the midst of them making fun of how gay and stupid fashion is and how it's such a distraction to the masses, there's a character who's like the head of like a fashion conglomerate, Mr. Mugatu. And in one scene in the movie, he's like, I I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I feel like I'm I'm taking crazy pills. Because that's what you feel. When the whole world is talking about Rihanna's baby bump (laughs) and nobody cares that there's a fucking floating octagon above the clouds. Nobody cares. Nobody cares that the most intelligent... People who are incomprehensibly more conscientious and intelligent and put together, military people who are fucking vetted with human torture to get to their positions of hierarchy, to get to their positions they have to be put through fucking hell on earth. These people are psychologically, mentally, and physically stronger than you in every fucking way. And they look nervous on TV. Nobody cares. I don't know what's going on. Once again, I don't know. But I guarantee you, folks, I got a podcast. If I didn't know, I wouldn't tell you sons of a bitches. I think you're all stupid. No. Um. No offense to the people who are faithful listening to nothing important podcasts. But to be very honest, and you should know who I am, I do think I'm smarter than you. Um, <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> That's a nice hypothetical for my men that listen to this podcast. What would you rather have? And this will tell me your personality. Would you rather be a genius? And not just like a a, a, a fucking Picasso. Not a guy who was... Ridiculously talented He had more talent In a follicle of his hair Than Kanye did In his Entirety of his career You know what I'm saying Like a real Genius That was Unrecognized I'm not saying You have a life of torture So much that you're depressed and alcoholic You're doing drugs And you cut your fucking ear off Excuse me That's Van Gogh I'm saying Picasso um, Van Gogh I'm not saying like a Van Gogh life I'm talking about like a genius That was acknowledged For your genius Would you rather be An acknowledged genius Or have a, a 12 inch dick that's a hard one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm a motherfucker. I, can, I like to consider myself an intellectual, ladies and gentlemen. I am sitting right now with a wine glass with a long stem, and my right leg is over my, my left leg in fag pose, in fag thinking pose. This is who I am. I know what I am. I know what I am. I like opera music, I like classical music. I, I, you know what I'm saying? I got some nerdy qualities, ladies and gentlemen. And still, I'm a man. You know? <laughs> How amazing it would be to have a 12-inch dick. You know, it would just be fucking, you know? Um, <laughs> that's a good fucking question. Would you rather be a genius or have a fucking a baby on? If anybody out there that is a genius with a baby... Has that ever happened? I'm not saying, like, I think there's, there's smart guys who are attractive. There's smart guys with big dicks. But a genius... Like, <laughs> what if Elon Musk has the hammer? You know what I mean? Like, holy shit. Um, yeah, good hypothetical, you know. If you want to see if you... We were just talking about Valentine's Day. Um, you, what I didn't talk about with Valentine's Day is wasting your motherfucking time. Ladies and gentlemen, you also don't want to be a fool. You also don't want to be a fucking fool. If you want to test that girl out... I'm talking to the men right now. If you want to test that girl out and see if she's the one, go bring up that hypothetical. Go bring up that hypothetical. Say, babe, if you were a man... Would you rather be a genius or have a 12-inch dick? And if the girl doesn't say 12-inch dick, she's lying to you. She's also fucking your brother. Let's be fucking honest. Women are all ego. Nobody talks about this. It's the truth. That's what happens when you're oppressed, you know? <laughs> women don't care about being fucking smart. They want things. They want status. They want power. That's what women are. Um... <laughs> It's interesting, man. What would you rather be, a genius or a fucking mandingo warrior? Anyway, um, let me take a sip of this goddamn mouth again. I've talking for a little while, right? Let's read some news. Let's see. I like this. This is like Russian roulette, but less dangerous. Uh, it is pretty fatal to my brain cells to continue reading these stories that were created by ChatGBT on Google. Um, I think they actually, they're beefing. I think Google actually came out and said they're creating their own AI to try to contend. (laughs) (laughs) That was a sneeze in the stylings of Goofy's dad. Oh, Goofy. It wasn't Goofy's dad. Goofy is the dad. The son is Max. Anyway, ChatGBT is beefing with Google because um, apparently ChatGBT is, is the hot thing right now. They're the hot, they're the hot thing. And Google is like our, our wife of 20 years. It's like, eh, she mothered my children, but, you know, it took a toll on the tits, you know. Um, let's see what Google has to do with their AI is cooking up. I'm going to hit refresh on this. First story, LeBron James growing frustrated with Anthony Davis. Ladies and gentlemen, I just gave you a hypothetical about being an intellectual or being a, a, a sword swinger. Having that baby on and I, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna go with intellectual in And in my answer for that hypothetical And I'm going to scroll past sports for un momentito I love basketball, that's not what I'm going to talk about Sam Bankman Freed Where is this guy going? Sam Bankman Freed is in a big Bind for watching The Super Bowl Let's click on this SPF is in big trouble for watching the Super Bowl Since being extradited To the Bahamas in December Holy shit, they extradited Oh, from the Bahamas, excuse me. Since being extradited from the Bahamas in December, Sam Bankman-Fried has been holed up in his parents' home in Palo Alto on house arrest. This is bullshit. This guy is fucking Chris Angel and David Blaine's illegitimate love child. He is the greatest magician in the history of goddamn performing magic. It's incredible. He took all this fucking money, billions of dollars, and went, and it went poof! And he's on house arrest in Northern California. Holy shit. The good news for him Uh, here is obvious. He doesn't have to spend the months before his fraud trial in jail. So he's at home. He has his Netflix. He's not sharing it with his parents because he's in his parents' house. Netflix is cracking down on people sharing accounts. They're gay. Um, He gets to jerk off to free porn. He's living a great American reality. He's not in the Bahamas anymore. It's not heaven. He's taking a step down from heaven. And now he's in like a uh, uh, white rehab, um, a reality he didn't enjoy much behind bars in Nassau. He was in in Nassau prison. I can't imagine it's that fucking bad. Uh, the bad news, however, is that the FTX founders parents don't appear to have a television. Hilarious. Hila- this. OK, I'm firstly, I'm going to give this guy a fucking 80. Out of a hundred without reading the rest of this so far. He has an 80 and he has room for improvement where the final score could be 150 out of 100. This is great fucking writing. He predicted that a dumb fuck like myself. Once I read that he's in his parents house in Palo Alto. He'd just be fucking jerking off an 80 inch screen. He doesn't have it that bad. This guy made sure to tell my dumb ass that his parents are those types of Jews. They don't have a TV. According to the prosecutors. Bankman Freed used a virtual private network, commonly known as a VPN, to watch the Super Bowl on Sunday. Is that in the stipulations of his house arrest? That he could not watch the NFL refs fix the ending of that game? He could not see all Eagle fans get conned out of a fucking ring? (laughs) When he conned... I'm sure that there's people that got double fucked. I'm sure that there are billionaires that were, uh, they bought boxes at the Arizona Super Bowl to watch the Eagles versus the Chiefs. And not only did they have to watch the ref call holding in the most bullshit manner and hand the games, the, the fucking Super Bowl over to the Chiefs. They also had to, to now find out that Sam Bankman Freed was watching the game. And I imagine some of those billionaires also invested in FTX. How many dicks can you suck? Um, According to the prosecutors, Bankman Freed used a virtual private VPN. Uh, VPNs are often used as a security measure to connect one's computer to the internet with an encrypted network. Bullshit, 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 ladies and gentlemen. I want you to know if you have a cell phone, if you have a MacBook, if you have a toaster. If the government wants to watch you through that device, they are doing so. But they can also be used to access the American internet From a restricted country like China, or for a certain American to log into the NFL Game Pass subscription he bought while allegedly running a massive fraud in Bahamas. Ladies and gentlemen, the tonality and the cadence of my speech went lower, and I started to slow down. That is an anticipation for me giving more motherfucking points to this writer. Oh my God, this guy is incredible. He is seamlessly. Advertising to my dumb ass. NFL Game Pass subscription. He just snuck that right in there. Like one cheese on top of a beautifully cooked burger. Medium well. Or as a prosecutor fears to use it to access the web freely without the government finding out what he was looking at it. So I guess there was a stipulation on his house arrest that he was not to be able to access devices that could access the internet. So that he could do his magician-like research and figure out how to con the prosecutors because this guy is obviously a mad genius. He made billions of dollars. Go bye-bye. It's every American's right to watch the big game, but SBF used an encrypted app um, that has already been a point of contention. Earlier in February, Judge Lewis Kaplan barred Bankman Freed from using the encrypted messaging service signal which allows its users to auto-delete messages, to contact the general counsel of FTX. Um, Now that Bankman Freed is using a VPN, prosecutors are concerned that he could once again be messaging FTX staffers. If you're an idiot, if you're not catching on, why that's important for him to have no communication with the people that he was in business with, with the employees of his scamming motherfucking company, he's probably telling them, hey, that money didn't really go bye-bye. It's somewhere. Move it here. Move it there. Move it everywhere. You understand what the fuck I'm talking about? So the judge is like, before we find that goddamn money, I don't want him to have the opportunity to move that shit around. That's the government's money now. They're not giving it back to the people that got caught. Kaplan ordered SPF to appear in court on Thursday to talk about his Super Bowl indiscretion, noting that the defendant used a VPN present Many of the same that presents many of the same risks associated with his use of an encrypted messaging or call application. This is very bad, Sammy. And I imagine what are they gonna do? They're gonna do nothing. They're gonna slap him on the wrist just like they're slapping him on the wrist right now. The guy should be in Guantanamo Bay eating a big dick sandwich. You understand what I'm saying? Harold and Kumar, Guantanamo Bay? Did anybody see that fucking amazing movie? Three months after his historic collapse of the crypto firm. Bankman Freed's trouble with a VPN is a peek into his, ah, uh, unique mindset. A noted sports fan who just lost a $16 billion fortune is willing to frustrate a federal judge on a sensitive issue he ruled on just weeks ago. To potentially save a few bucks, ladies and gentlemen, this guy gets a fucking 150 out of 100. He is now using psychological tactics like guilting people for their gambling addictions Simultaneously He is associating Those degenerate people That bet their mortgage On sports games And continually lose That money Which has led their wives To fuck their cousins And their kids To spit on them You understand What I'm talking about He is psychologically Associating those people With a genius Who defrauded people Of $16 billion You understand What's happening here Guilt And then inflate the ego Immediately after they already gave you what you're gonna to subscribe to, the NFL subscription, NFL pass, whatever the fuck it you, you get. This guy's great. This guy's fucking great. I'm gonna read the last sentence because I imagine it's just the first fucking perfect bow on this on this bitch. Wouldn't it just be cheaper to chip in for a new streaming service instead of paying his white shoe attorneys to appear in court on Thursday? That that it was it. This is fucking golden. I want to kiss this guy or gal on the cheek. Um, because that was that was sales right there. I, I like it. Um what else is going on? Michael Rainey Jr. addresses being overlooked for industry awards. I never like it when um people go and I guess that's pro- probably like I don't even I don't know who Michael Rainey Jr. He's he's a star of uh, Ghost Power Book Two. Fifty Cent. I love fifty. I love fifty cent. Anything he does, I might I, I never watch Ghost, I never watched power. But I will fucking support that shit without even blindly, cause I love Fifty Cent. I love Fitty, Fitty. Um, but uh, this kid is a star of, I guess, uh, Power Book, and I, I get that's probably not of his own doing. He didn't. He doesn't come out publicly and say that. It sounds like a PR move. Um, I guess in, in 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 the industry that he's in, it's like seen as increasing your self worth if you fight for. Shit you didn't get awarded But it's all bullshit Who cares about fucking wars Lady Gaga is Harley Quinn In first look for upcoming Joker movie I'm gonna click this Just cause I'm tired of them Continually making Jokers Is it gonna be Joaquin Phoenix? Yes it is gonna be Joaquin Phoenix Once a motherfucking again. I'm gonna watch Because unpopular opinion God bless the dead Heath Ledger Amazing I liked Joaquin a lot better And it was for a lot of reasons He's like one fourth Puerto Rican I gotta ride with the master race I always got to be on the motherfucking bandwagon whenever I find somebody got a little Taino, a little bit of Boricua. I'm just going to attribute all of his talent to that slither of my beautiful people in his genetic pool. Additionally, the movie took place in the South Bronx, and I thought whoever directed this fucking, uh, apparently Todd Phillips, Uh, Todd Phillips, kudos to you, my man. I have not seen anybody capture the doom and gloom, the depressing nature of the South Bronx. Like it was captured in that goddamn movie. The acting was phenomenal. The plot was incredible. The story unfolded incredibly. I thought it was beautiful from top to bottom. and It was, it was amazing. He's my favorite Joker. Uh, director Todd Phillips decided Valentine's Day was the perfect occasion to reveal. The first look at Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn. Um, don't care. In the image shared by Phillips via Instagram, Gaga Quinn appears opposite of Joaquin Phoenix um, the Joker. Uh, I don't I don't I don't really want to read this. I do want to, you know, note that I'm going to fucking watch this cuz you know Joaquin Phoenix. No slight on Lady Gaga. She doesn't make music that that tickles my nipples. You know what I'm saying? I'm not really a fan of her particular music. That being said, she is retardedly talented. I wouldn't deny that. I wouldn't say that she's not nasty at what she fucking does. I just don't like her music you know it's just a preference thing it's nothing you know no critique on her no. um lady gaga actually grew up very in a in a neighborhood that i know very very fucking well the, up, on the upper west side um her childhood home was uh right off of the 1 train i know i know that uh beautiful beautiful building um actually a building that um has this beautiful architecture they actually like put hieroglyphs and these egyptian statues on the top of it why am i talking about this? I'm a guy into architectural I just, i just told you i have fucking Nerdy tendencies, blah, 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 blah. I chose the, the genius, the uh, genius of the 12-inch dick. We're, we're going in circles here. Let's, let's figure out what else I'm going to talk about, right? New skyscraper built to be an environmental marvel is already dated. I like this. I just mentioned Architectural Digest. Great segue, New York Times. Put it on a t-shirt. New skyscraper built to be an environmental marvel. Marvel is already dated. One Vanderbilt in the heart of New York City is built to be especially climate friendly. But the design landscape and city rules have changed quickly. I, I think this, I know what this is going to talk about before I even read the article. You have to buy air rights. There are issues like pollution, pollution, And all these other fucking things because New York City is not like the sprawling, beautiful city of Los Angeles. Uh, It is not like Texas. It is not like Florida. It is not like any other fucking city. We like in a very condensed, small area to build vertically. One Vanderbilt, a commanding new skyscraper in the heart of Manhattan, seems to be reaching for the future. One of the world's tallest buildings it pierces the sky like an inverted icicle, great wording, and fuses seamlessly with an expanded network of trains and other transport at its foundations. Beautiful. When you're building this humongous phallic spectacle in Manhattan, not only do you have to compete from an architectural standpoint, from the egotistical standpoint of an erect dick that is taller than the other erect dicks that are around you, but below... Like a tree, you need roots, because the heart of New York City is public transportation in particular, where you see black men from Brooklyn kicking Asian ladies onto the tracks. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about the train station. And so when you have one of these new, monumentous builds popping up on the beautiful island of Manhattan, it is imperative that below you have main veins. How many penis references? Uh, it is also the rare skyscraper design with climate change in mind. It holds a self-contained, uh, catastrophe resilient power plant capable of generating as much as as much energy as six football fields or solar panels. Uh, the building captures every drop of rain that falls on it, and it reuses that runoff to heat or cool its nine thousand daily visitors. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the way of the goddamn future. I knew there was a a way. I knew that there was a possibility for us to start building these things that make men feel like gods, but do so in a responsible way where we're not just fucking Mother Earth. The globe is tired of the, the collective dick of man face fucking it. You understand what I'm saying? We don't have to do things and the way that we've been doing things, we can continue stroking our egos, we can continue playing God, but in a beautiful place like New York, somebody, whoever's building his one Vanderbilt said, hey, why don't I use some of the great minds on this planet, utilize some of the innovation, some of the creativity to create some technology that resources something that's going to fucking happen anyway, rain. Rain, rain, go away, come back another day. No, one Vanderbilt is gonna take that fucking drip drop, rain drop, drop top, no motherfucking drop top. You keep the roof is off, bitch. You keep it off. It stays dropped, the rain falls, they reuse that runoff energy to heat nine thousand of the people who are gonna be in that tall tower that will resemble Megatron's cock. It's fucking incredible. Shouts out to whoever's doing that project. Let's see what else is going on. I am in like the fucking last leg of a cold. Uh, I read this yesterday. Harvard trained psychologist. I'm not reading that again. Um, U.S. warns its citizens in Russia to get out immediately over security fears. Is that going to be more motherfucking fear mongering for World War Three? Probably You're not. Going to read that. Breathtaking moment. Lightning strikes Rio's Christ the Redeemer statue. Coinky Dink, possibly, ladies and gentlemen, it's happened multiple times. It is a Christian f- figure. If you don't know what Christ the Redeemer is in Brazil, um, being a place that was conquered by the Spanish, uh, there was a whole bunch of people who were mixed race that decided to build a humongous statue of white Jesus on a mountain. And now, the real God, who, uh, according to Kyrie Irving, is black. Doesn't like that image of Christ, and he's sending thunderbolts down and striking the statue. Not really important. The benefits of body doubling when you have ADHD, according to experts. I'm going to click on this because I was just talking to my girl about this. There's this rehashing of something that was retarded when they first tried it. In the 1990s, there was this um, trend from medical experts, psychological experts to start diagnosing kids with something called attention deficit hyperactive disorder, which is basically something that was a broad net categorizing kids who were fucked up. Every generation has them. Sometimes a woman shoves out a baby out of her, her golden twat, the, the stargate, if you will, the, the, uh, the, the door that we all must walk through to get into this human experience. Some of those people walk out of that door and they're not doing too well. And so people who want to make money in the pharmaceutical industry pay salesmen in the form of physicians and doctors and medical experts to tell people that their retarded kids have ADHD and ADHD can be cured in the 90s by Ritalin. And nowadays you see really retarded, lazy people who have broken self-confidence and don't know how to build themselves up claim that they have ADHD. On TikTok I see it all the fucking time uh, The benefit of body doubling When you have ADHD according to experts so Let's read some of this Once a week ADHD, uh, ADHD Coach Robin Nordermeyer joins A zoom meeting it, it, This just fucking leans into what I was just talking about You have a whole bunch of dumb people uh, Who what, what is the word of that Hypochondriac When somebody has a commercial that comes on And they talk start talking about symptoms you say hey that's me I touch my dickhead, do I have that? And so a whole bunch of people, they show up. That's the qualifier. It's like when I was at my first sales job. Um, we used to, th- this is the hook that we used to send out. It was, credit re- it was a credit repair company. And we used to send an automated message. It would be like a phone call, somebody picks up, and it would be a robot speaking to a human being. The human being is a prospective client. The robot is a robot. And the robot would say, do you want a home? And you would say, yes. Can you afford a home? N- no. Would you like to be able to afford a home? Yes. Please hold. And whoever was stupid enough to fucking hold after that interrogation <laughs> from a fucking robot, a pre-recorded robot, they would come talk to a guy like me. And um, my job was to close them. And if I couldn't, I would get beat because those people are retarded and I should be able to close them on any type of business. That's kind of similar with what's going on here. In the beginning of this article um, This is basically stating uh, There's a coach For ADHD This guy is the closer essentially They put out in the media Do you have ADHD? Is it hard for you to concentrate? Do you not like your job? Do you think the society is fucking retarded? Are you having an existential crisis? Are things happening to you that should happen to you When you live in a goddamn rat race? Maybe you have ADHD And you go, maybe you have ADHD And you go seek out this guy Robin And join his Zoom meeting Um, he has a zoom meeting with other coaches, um, and writes blogs or it's a a woman, excuse me, Robin. Um, it's a woman, uh, does administrative tasks or works on content for presentations. She has been putting off Nordermeyer who has ADHD. So this person uh, is, is claiming that they have the disorder and now they're coaching people that have the disorder for a small fee of $250 a month. Um, isn't necessarily using the meeting to collaborate with others. She just wants to take their money. I added that. She just needs their presence as a motivator to help her get things done. This is like the most infantilizing... (laughs) This is like fucking sympathy for retort. All right. I run a business and I have to balance lots of different areas of the business, um, says the co-founder and managing director of the Center for... Living well with ADHD. Isn't irony as fucking son of a bitch? I just used the movie Zoolander as reference. And I swear to God, one of the fucking funniest lines in that movie is when the main character, when uh, Ben Stiller, he is being, you know, potentially pimped out by Mr. Mugatu to become an assassin. And the way that he gets him in, he says he's going to be able to build a school. And this is like the same fucking name of this. It's like the most retarded fucking name. This is called the, uh, the Center for Living Well and ADHD. <laughs> and in the movie, it was like the same fucking retarded name for the school, the, the Center for Kids Who Can't Read Well and Stuff. This is fucking, the irony is incredible. Um, some of those things come very easy. Uh, like uh, they're in my well house, wheelhouse. They energize me. I can't wait to uh, get to them and some of those things are a little bit more tedious or i have some resistance around it's just just like the, all these fucking like they're trying to tell people who are distracted by things that bore them that there's something neurologically wrong with you like no it bores you because it should bore you because you, maybe you're not smart that doesn't mean you have adhd <laughs> or maybe it's not your fucking you know what i'm saying like jesus christ jesus christ Oh my God, it's fucking retarded. I, I can't read the rest of this because I'm just going to get offensive. All right, April Bloomfield is back in Brooklyn. That's fucking, I don't know what this is, but it's going to be better than what I just read. All right, April Bloomfield is back in Brooklyn after bowling out, bowing out of the NYC restaurant scene. She is teaming up with Gabriel Stallman to open a Fort Greene restaurant. This is just a woman with a very big chin who apparently got fucked by the pandemic like everybody did. She was uh, you know, the hot shit in New York. She has her father's genetics. She's peering off um, in the photo, looking over her right shoulder with a level of righteous indignation I could not describe to you. If you want to imagine it, just think about the people who were on the boats that mistakenly uh, took the Dominican Republic for India and then uh, proceeded to rape all the women, kill the children and the men. Uh, She has that kind of fucking disposition on her face. And so she believes that she is the queen of New York. And somebody told her, because she's white and she's almost uh, actually blonde, that she is so. And so her ego is shooting out of her clit. And now she's back. And I got to read about it because I don't want to read about ADHD propaganda. Chef April Bloomfield, known in equal measure for memorable meat-centric fare and being caught in the middle of one of the biggest restaurant scandals. Okay, I was wrong. Uh, restaurant scandals of the Me Too era left her remaining NYC restaurant two years ago. Okay, she got Me too and she's a, a female chef. Like, what the fuck does she do? Instead of like squeezing some lime, does she just throw some clit juice on the clams? Um, let's see. Now she'll be returning to the city's restaurant scene, only to only this time in Brooklyn rather than Manhattan. Little step down uh, with the restaurant tour. Gabriel Stolman of the West Village staples, like joseph leonard Jeffries grocery and fairfax i don't know any of these things because i probably can't afford any of them and they probably look at me dirty if my puerto rican self walked in there i'm excited to share that we're opening a restaurant in fort green brooklyn i'm not really interested in this bitch's comeback i want to see what april bloomfield was me too for april bloomfield if there's a name that is going to Catapult you to white success. April Bloomfield is one of those names. Um, me too. Let's see let's see how fucking Illuminati is, bitches. All right. Okay. Okay, it's all her responses that tells me she has friends in high places. It's just, you know, her trying to tell her side of the story. Gabriel Hamilton, April Bloomfield, the problem with leaving women to clean. April Bloomfield spotted. Pig sexual harassment. Let's see this is. Let's see if somebody has the balls to, to talk about April. Restaurant industry lore has it that back in early August when Mario Batali and Ken Friedman were seeking a chef for the restaurant venture that would become the spotted pig, they'd know that they'd find the right person in the job. When Batali got a look at her hands, April Bloomfield who was missing a fingernail. Her forms are marked with cuts and burns sustained in the kitchen. Blah, 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 blah. This is like fucking jerking off of culinary chef addicts. All right. Um, according to Friedman's memory, uh, reported by the New York Times, Batali and Bloomfield's injuries indicated that she would sacrifice her body, body to the work. She's a star. Okay, where's it talk about whatever the fuck she did? Bloomfield in her late 20s, a hard Oh my God. Jeez, she's really liked because she got me too, but nobody wants to talk about what the fuck happened. Um, Jesus Christ. I hate when this happens. Let's see. Why was April Bloomfield me tooed? Okay. So apparently she was in business with a guy that was doing the fucking perviness. A guy named Mr. Friedman. Friedman, not a fucking great name. Not a fucking great name in 2023. Uh, Who's a Friedman that I liked? Not Sam Bankman-Fried, not the Friedman that uh, April Bloomfield was in business with that was apparently grabbing bitches by the pussy, Donald Trump style, um, that closed down their restaurant and now she's coming back, stepped down to Brooklyn. Um, There's a guy I like named Marty Friedman. He was a guitarist. I like that guy. I guess Friedman isn't all bad, but... Jesus Christ, Freedman's, chill out, bro um, I'm gonna look for one more story And then I'm gonna stop I'm gonna stop talking for today Is that okay with you guys? Let's go refresh LeBron James, Agent Rich Paul Launches new, no, I don't wanna say that um, Zendaya, I don't wanna say that David Duchovny tears up while learning How ancestors came to America I'm gonna click this Very interesting, anytime there's a favorite, uh, famous person who is of the Caucasian persuasion, who goes to the Ancestry show and they find out all the raping and pillaging that their grandparents did. And I like David Duchovny. I'm a fan of David Duchovny. He actually was the star of one of my favorite movies, a very underrated comedy called Evolution. Go take a look at that. There is, it is an incredible scene where the guy who's co-starring him, the guy who plays his best friend and another uh, scientist in the movie, they're in court. And instead of saying, your honor, he says, your majesty. And it makes me fucking laugh every time I'm not going to give away the entire movie. David Duchovny tears up while learning how ancestors came to America. They didn't give up. They ran and they ran and got somewhere. Let's read this shit. David Duchovny's ancestors faced many obstacles before they settled in America. And the actor can't help but get emotional while hearing about their journey in an episode of, quote, finding your fucking roots. Duchovny's paternal grandfather, Moshe or uh, Morris, Duchovny died. They don't know his name, Mo- Moshe or Morris. Uh, he died when the actor was an infant. So when he sits down with the show's host, Henry Louis Gates Jr., the 62-year-old is eager to learn more about him. We missed one uh, one another on this plane of existence. Okay. Uh, he soon discovers that his grandfather was deeply involved in New York's Jewish community and was well-loved. I didn't know how vibrant he was and how busy he was. Uh, while reading a record that says Moshe Dukovny was born in Russia, Dukovny suddenly tears up and says, I don't know why that affects me. I kind of relate to that, ladies and gentlemen. When I got my ancestry, I told my mother I cried and she said, why? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Just seeing those breakdowns, it kind of put in perspective the amount of chaos and cause and effect that snowballed into me being the potential sperm that shot out of my father's cock into my mother's twat. And I got a tear in my eye. As I said, I have uh, the predominance of my background is Spaniard and Portuguese. Uh, I have a uh, background from um, Africa, from Western Africa. I, and I found that I'm 20% Native American. Native American, and the combination of all of that chaos, transatlantic slave trade, the conquistadors coming over on boats and colonizing the Americas, the genocide of most of the population of the Native Americans, and the remnants of the Taino people who were wiped off the earth, that 20% that still lives in me, it made me emotional. I was like, man, one day in my life, I'm going to visit all those places that shot up when I, I read my DNA breakdown. And I got emotional about it, so I understand why he, uh, he started getting emotional. Duchovny learns that his grandfather's family lived in a, the Pale of Settlement, a geographic region uh, of Russians that encompasses modern-day Belarus, Lithuania, and Moldova, Ukraine, and east-central Poland. All of that in the past was Russian, um, now Ukraine is Ukraine, Russia is Russia, Russia is trying to fuck Ukraine in the mouth. We all know what's going on. Jews were allowed to live in the pale, but they were also subjected to anti-Semitic violence. Jewish people suffered an array of humiliating restrictions and were vulnerable to violent to violence at any time. Between 1897 and 1915, more than a million Russian Jews emigrated out of the pale, including the Coveney's great-grandparents and their six children. Uh, Most went to the U.S. Um, Duchovny's ancestors relocated Middle East around 1910 specifically. Jaffa, a city that is now Israel, uh, but was formerly in Palestine and part of the Ottoman Empire. Um, They stayed in Jaffa uh, briefly. In 1914, police invaded the Jewish quarter and deported 6,000 residents to Egypt. Jesus Christ, they're just kicking out Jews left and right. You leave Jews, you leave Jews. Um, Are you saying that my family... Was in that or is just something that happened in that area, Duchovny asked. Gates confirms that his family was involved in this violent ransacking. So being moved from one place to another place forcefully. Most were robbed of all their possessions, meaning that Duchovny's family had all uh, had to start from scratch again. Two years later, Moisha Duchovny and his father boarded a ship to the United States. This is very recent in his past. It's, it's incredible. Uh, while learning about his grandfather's journey to New York um, Harbor... The actor tries to put himself in his shoes. Uh, I can't imagine their state of mind. Uh, you're always thinking of hope of the new world. They must have had some hope. But the fear and the dislocation um, that, that had to be prevalent as well. They've been moving quite a bit for a couple of years and it's not going well. And they're just going all over the world, really. Uh, they're looking for a new home. The star seems touched by his family's perseverance and says that he feels very proud. They ran and they ran and they got somewhere. They didn't give up. And what comes from that? He became a motherfucking Hollywood actor, ladies and gentlemen. Round of motherfucking applause for David Duchovny. I didn't know he was a Jew. doesn't really fucking matter. I relate to this a lot. I think about um, since I've been on Ancestry.com and all I can really piece together from a a large portion of my family tree is my maternal and my paternal uh, ancestors and their voyage from Puerto Rico to New York, that trip, you know, that people took earlier that, you know, landing in Ellis Island and, uh, the mass immigration, you know, my family did the majority of that in the forties to the sixties. Uh, but, you know, listening to David Duchovny story, they did that in the early 1900s and it has to be such a scary move it has to be such an incredible transition to take on to your life where you're leaving your culture, you're leaving your land, you're leaving your language, and you're going to a place with hope. That's really all you have. And I appreciate the sacrifices like I know David DuCovney appreciates the sacrifices of his ancestors. It is important, ladies and gentlemen. There's a big uh, misconception in this life. People will tell you if your circumstances are bad, if your environment is negative, if you're going through a hard time, continue fighting. Sometimes you got to get up and you got to walk away. You got to leave your environment. Sometimes you got to move. There's nothing wrong with it. The world is yours. I know race relations are not great. I know there are these invisible lines that we tell each other. There's a difference between state to state, country to country. But the world is one. The world is yours, whoever the fuck is listening. And if it ain't working out where you're at... Get your fucking ass up and move. It's the greatest fucking thing I would tell people, man, because it changes lives. I get to raise my daughter in Buckhead, Atlanta, because I decided to move from New York to Los Angeles and then run the fuck out of Los Angeles once I found out what was going on over there. Right? Now I'm in Atlanta. Things are way better. My daughter has a different life than I had when I was growing up, and I'm grateful I decided to move. Just like I'm sure David Duchovny is grateful that his grandfather decided to move when he moved. You think about the timing of that, too. When he did leave, this is like pre-Holocaust. Very, very, very important, heavy decision. So use your intuition, ladies and gentlemen. Observe your surroundings. Maybe we're getting into fucking World War III. And you want to move out of fucking America? Too fucking bad. We need people in the draft. I'm pro-America. I'm getting the flag tattooed on my dickhead. My dick is going to be the new one Vanderbilt. I'm just going to get a a surgery to make my cock erect 100% of the time. And when the cops come to arrest me for public indecency, I will show them the flag of America on my dickhead, the, the stars and the stripes. And I will tell them this flag is at full staff and they will stand by and they will not arrest me. And that will give me an excuse to have an erect penis in public. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are continuing to listen to the Nothing Important podcast, I want to thank you sincerely. Continue listening. Do me a favor go on to my Instagram, like the post, like the reels. Until next time.